Good morning, City Lights Church, and welcome to our online service. Before we hear from Pastor Kurt, we have a few important announcements for you. We invite all the women of City Lights to join us Tuesday, January 9th at 6.30 for our January Women's Gathering. This will be a night of refocus as we worship together and seek the word of the Lord for 2024. Bring your journal, Bible, and a pen and get ready to soak in his presence. We'll see you January 9th at 6.30. Childcare is provided. Our baptism service is coming up on Sunday, January 14th during the 11 a.m. service. If you've never been water baptized and you would like to take this next step in your walk with Christ, we encourage you to sign up at citylights.church forward slash baptism, or you can register on the Church Center app. We would love to celebrate with you as you go deeper in your walk with Christ. Sunday, January 14th during the 11 a.m. service. We also want to thank you for being so faithful in your tithes and your giving. If you consider City Lights Church to be your home and you would like to give during this morning's service, you can do so by going to citylights.church forward slash give. You can text the amount you would like to give to 84321, or you can give through the Church Center app on your phone. Anyone wanting to give end-of-year gifts, your donations must be completed online by 11.59 p.m. December 31st. Because of your generosity, we're able to continue to serve you and others in our community. And now, let's listen to this special online message from Pastor Kurt. Well, good morning, City Lights Church. We are not in person today because we take the last Sunday of the year off. We've done this for uh, six years now. Uh, We take the last Sunday of the year off for in-person services so that our amazing serve team members and staff can have a weekend to rest, spend time with their family and friends. And so I just want to say to our serve team members, thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for your service to the Lord in this ministry. We could not do this without you, and we appreciate you so very much. Uh, By the way, if you're um, not on one of our serve teams, we'll be talking about this a little bit in the new year in 2024. So um, consider joining a team and and just being able to pour out uh, in your local congregation. So hope you're enjoying the weekend, and I hope you're having a a wonderful uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, have a blessed day tomorrow. In-person services will resume next week, January 7th, at our normal times, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., so look forward to seeing you there, and we'll be live. Uh, I also want to mention that if you want tax credit for 2023 giving, uh, year-end gifts need to be given um, online uh, today by 11.59 p.m. If you're watching this after Sunday, it's too late. But if you're watching this on Sunday, um, Sunday morning, you have to 11.59 p.m. And I just want to say again, thank you for your faithfulness and your giving to this ministry. Um, Again, we couldn't do it without our serve team members. We also couldn't do it without your faithful um, tithing, your faithful uh, financial support. Um, We are, I am currently in our new building, the the building that we are renovating and getting ready to move into. And I just, again, want to thank you for those of you who have been giving to this project. If you have not uh, given to this project yet, I want to encourage you. We we really just want everyone to do what the Lord tells them to do. And we really want everyone to give something uh, towards this building project. So uh, thank you so much for all of you. You've, You've been such a generous, amazing church. I'm honored to be your pastor, and I'm so excited about 2024 and what it holds for us. Um, here we are online. If you want, you can put a prayer request or testimony in the chat. Put it below. Um, if you, um, yeah, prayer request, testimony, or if I say something agreeable, you can type in the chat there. Amen. All right, let's uh, get into the message here. Um, well, first of all, 
I, I don't want to brag, but I already have a date uh, for New Year's Eve. And that date is December 31st. That's my date. Okay, good one. All right. Uh, also, did you guys hear about the man who shoplifted a calendar on New Year's Eve? Rumor has it that he got 12 months. So there's that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the message. We're finishing off this year talking about the intersection between body, soul, and spirit. As a pastor, I have a burden to see people healthy in every area of their lives, in their body, in their soul, and in their spirit. However, it seems like uh, oftentimes people, uh, they thrive in one or sometimes two areas, but rarely do I see people who are really thriving in all three areas, in their body, in their soul, and in their spirit. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever been in a swimming pool and you have a, you know, those big beach balls. It's not too hard to hold one beach ball underwater. Um, it's, it's more difficult to hold two beach balls underwater, but it, then it's very difficult to try to hold three beach balls underwater and you get one uh, popping up here. And that's what it can be like sometimes with our beings, with our body, soul, and spirit, managing all three and making sure all are doing well um, can, can take a bit um, of, of attention. But I've seen people, uh, men and women of God, powerhouse preachers, evangelists, uh, that seem to be so gifted, so powerful, they're spiritual monsters, but it seems like their life gets cut short because they um, don't pay much attention and care for their physical beings. Um, I've seen people steward their, their physical bodies well, uh, but then neglect their spiritual life. I've seen people neglect their soul, their mind, will, and emotions. And because of undealt with traumas and different things like that, they, they uh, blow their lives up or have different problems. So my burden is to see believers recognize that they are spirit, that they are soul, that they have a body, and to take care and attend for every aspect of their being. Each part of your being, body, soul, spirit, has specific needs. I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you neglecting an aspect of your being? Are you neglecting your physical body? Is, in this new year, do you need to do, pay some more attention to your physical body? Are you perhaps neglecting your soul, your mind, will, and emotions? Is there, are there things there that need to be processed and dealt with and need, need healed? Or are you neglecting the spiritual aspect of your being? Again, I was provoked to preach a series on this topic during the holidays because Many people suffer in one or more of these areas during the holidays. Again, December, January, they're the darkest two the, and the coldest two months. Many people are getting less physical activity. They're inside more. A lot of people have added stressors during the holidays. And some people are, are just outright grieving. And the holidays aren't marked by, um, uh, they're not marked by the people that they get to be with. They, they're marked by the people that they wish they could be with that for whatever reason, death, divorce, loss of relationship, they can't be with those people. And so that adds, that uh, element of grief adds um, stress and different things for many people during the holidays. So that's why I wanted to go after this. And going into the new year, I want to see the best version of you. And the best version of you is you caring for and tending to your whole being, body, soul, spirit. First Thessalonians 5.23, this has been our springboard uh, verse for this whole series. It says, may God himself the God of peace sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus. You and I are three-part beings, and God cares for the whole person. He loves your physical body. 
He loves your soul, your, your personality, the part of you that makes you, you. He loves that, your mind, will, and emotions. Um, and he loves your spirit. Two weeks ago, I preached a message called Unlocking the Spirit, and we talked about how we can live from our spirit man, live out of our spirit man. Many people, and in fact, I would say most people, and even a lot of Christians, um, many people live strictly out of their bodily needs or out of their soulish needs. But we want to be people who are spiritually aware, um, who are spiritually discerning. The title of our message today is called, How to Put Your Spirit in the Driver's Seat. Each of those facets of your being are important, but we want the spirit to be in the driver's seat. 2024 is, is merely hours away, or if you're watching this later, maybe it already is 2024. But I don't know about, I don't know what, what's coming down the pike. I don't know what uh, situations are coming. I don't know what the world will face. I know there's some major challenges in the world right now. I don't know what you will face personally, but this one thing I know, the best version of you is the version with your spirit in the driver's seat. Why? Because if you are a born-again Christian, like me, your spirit has been perfected forever. And again, that might not always feel true in your soul. That might not always feel true in your body. I know for me, that certainly doesn't always feel true. But I know that it is true, that my spirit has been perfected in Christ forever in, in Jesus. And that's true for you, too, if you're a born-again believer. And you need to know that. Many people are not led however, by their spirit, their spirit man. They're driven by soulish needs. And we don't want to be those kind of people who are driven by soulish needs. Now, again, your soul has legitimate needs, and those needs should not be ignored and cannot be ignored. Um, but here's the deal. Your soul is not the best candidate to lead. Your born-again spirit is the best candidate to lead, okay? So what do we want? We want our spirit in the driver's seat. That's the part of you that is connected with God. In other words, we want the Holy Spirit leading our lives. We want our soul in the passenger seat. How many know that we don't ignore the soul's needs, but we don't want the soul necessarily driving this car, right? And then we want the body in the back seat. And the body, by the way, is kind of neutral. It's kind of like, you know, the, the Bible uses the word flesh. And flesh can be a term for um, a negative, sinful, carnal nature, um, but the flesh can also just mean simply flesh and bones, and it not, it's not necessarily, everything that of the, not everything of the flesh is evil, but everything of the carnal nature is evil. And so the body's kind of neutral. It can go one way or another. It's kind of like money. Money can be used for good. Money can be used for bad. Well, your body's the same way. It can be used for God's purposes. Your, your members can be submitted to God's will and his ways. And certainly your members can be submitted to a uh, sinful, carnal, uh, evil uh, thing. So, but let me give you a couple reasons why your soul is a bad candidate to be the driver of the car, okay? It says this in Proverbs uh, chapter 27, uh, verse 20. It says this, Just as death and destruction are never satisfied, so human desire is never satisfied. Okay? Just as death and destruction are never satisfied, so human desire is never satisfied. Okay? In other words, your soul, the human soul, has an insatiable appetite that seems like it's never enough. It's never full. It's, it's never fully satisfied. 
Um, in the New King James Version, it says it like this, hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied, okay? The eye is never full. It's never enough. You could travel the world. You could take it all in. You could want more, more, more. It's never enough money. It's never enough pleasure. It's never enough anything. The eye is never full. The human soul never has enough. Your soul has an insatiable appetite that is never satisfied. And well, listen, right there you should know that that would make your soul not a good candidate to be driving your life. Because if you're driven by something that has an um, unending appetite and it just wants to consume and more and more, it's never enough, it's never satisfied, um, that's not going to lead you in the best direction, okay? Again, the soul should not be completely ignored, obviously. But if we put the soul in charge without the renewal of the Holy Spirit, your wanter will never have enough. And you're, if your wanter is not satisfied, you're going, to be, um, you're going to be led in the wrong direction. There's only one thing that can satisfy the soul, and that is a connection with the living God. We, you and I, we were never meant, humans were never meant to live outside of a connection with the living God. This is what Adam had in the garden when he walked in the cool of the day. We were never meant to walk outside of that relationship and that leadership of the Lord in our lives. And here's the deal. We have a connection with the living God in our spirit man. We have access to God through the Holy Spirit. Our born-again spirit has perfect and unlimited connection to the living God through the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, I mentioned the desires of your soul can be satisfied. The question is, can the human heart, can it be satisfied? Is there anything that can quench it? Church, it can, but only with a connection with the living God. Look what King David said in Psalm 63 verses three through five. It says this, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. Thus, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Watch this, verse five. My soul shall be satisfied. Did you hear that? My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. I love that illustration, as with marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Church, this is amazing. Here is a promise from the scriptures that the insatiable appetite of the human soul can actually be satisfied. But the only way is through spiritual means. Let me say this. This is a fact. The human soul can never be satisfied completely through worldly means. But God can completely satisfy you through spiritual means. See, your soul, your mind, will, emotions, your personality... Again, it was never meant to not have connection to God through the, through the Holy Spirit. And that's why the soul is never satisfied. It's always trying to get more. It's always grasping at straws. I love this. It says, as with marrow and fatness. I love this illustration because I used to be a meat cutter and I, and I like meat. Um, I like, I like good, good steaks. But David says that uh, God's satisfaction to our soul is like when you're famished. You're really hungry and you sit down and you've got a thick, fat, medium-rare tomahawk ribeye steak, right? Medium-rare, because well done, by the way, is, is uh, not how you should cook steak. I'm your pastor. I love you, and you need to know that. Amen? Okay, put it in the chat. Amen. All right, well done is uh, for the devil, you know, because he's in hell and all. Okay, jokes. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Having God meet your soul's need 
is like a nourishing meal to your body, okay? Um, let me give you this illustration. When I was, when I was a baby, um, I don't remember, but I'm told, uh, when I was a baby, for the first three months of my life, my mom says that they thought I was a very colicky baby. I, I cried constantly for the first three months. And they're like, oh yeah, he's just colicky. He's just colicky. And my mom had this intuition is like that I wasn't getting enough milk. And in fact, she even went to the doctor and was like, he seems like he's always hungry. I don't know if he's getting enough. And the doctor's like, no, you're breastfeeding. You're doing the right thing. Keep doing it. You know, he's just very colicky. Well, she comes home and finally she just had it. She had enough. She's like, I, I don't know. I got to try something because this, this baby will not stop crying. So she goes home and she mixes, you know, a half bottle of formula, uh, three ounces. And in addition to, you know, breastfeeding, she tops me off with three ounces of formula and boom, I stopped crying. Why? Because of finally... <laughs> I was satisfied, okay? I was getting enough nourishment. They were giving me enough nourishment to stay alive, um, but not enough to satisfy me. But listen, I turned out fine. I mean, I'm like probably a foot shorter than I'm supposed to be, but I turned out fine, right? No, but my point is this. Um, I finally got the nourishment, and then my soul, so to speak, was satisfied. And here's the thing. I think some of us, we're not going to the right place to get the needs of our soul met. Therefore, our soul is kind of acting out. Does that make sense to you? Um, it's going to unhealthy relationships. It's going to unhealthy places. It's going to unhealthy substances because your soul is grasping at straws because you're not going to God to get those needs of your soul met. You're grasping at straws. You're acting out. In other words, your soul is in the passenger seat and you want your spirit to be in the driver's seat, but your soul's reaching over and grabbing the wheel and acting out and doing all kinds of crazy things. Well, listen, the soul's needs can be met, but it has to be met through God, through, through our spirit man. Okay. We have this unending appetite in our souls, and the world simply cannot meet the deepest desire of your soul. But I want to assure you this year coming up, God can meet those needs Give God a chance to meet the desires and needs of your soul. Put the other things away and give God margin and get up in the morning and, and just be still and then get into the word and let him speak to you and allow the, the nourishment of, of God, the nourishment of him to come into your life and to satisfy the deepest needs and desires of your soul. Okay, so that's kind of, that's why. How do we put our spirit in the driver's seat? Okay, so we already talked about number one, allow God to meet your soul's needs. That's number one. Number two, I just want to give you a little bit more here. Number two, get God's perspective. Get his perspective on situations. You're going through something difficult. You're going through something hard. Go to, go to pause. You know, our soul automatically starts running off in one direction. Oh my gosh, this thing's happening. And then our thoughts are way over here. Get God's perspective on the situation. Say, God, what do you say about this situation? Uh, what do you think about this? In other words, what are we going to do? We're going to yield to the Holy Spirit. We're going to just take a moment, especially when you feel that anxiety or situation or something spinning out in your life. And when you feel that lack of peace, just pause. Like, okay, I just lost my peace, feeling anxiety. Pause for a second and say, I'm, I'm going to yield to the Lord. I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit that is within me and get God's perspective on the situation. What am I doing? putting my soul in the passenger seat and I'm putting my spirit man in the driver's seat because we want our spirit man to drive. 
Proverbs 14:12 says this, There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. Okay, many times our soul's intuition, it says, go this direction, this is what's right. But how many know our soul's intuition oftentimes can lead us in the exact opposite direction, the wrong direction? I'll give you an example. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever been pilots or gotten your pilot's license, but, you know, planes fly through clouds, and sometimes um, a pilot of a plane can be in a situation, a disorienting situation where they're not exactly sure where the horizon is. They're out, you know, they can't know their altitude based upon looking out because they're in a cloud. Um, they don't know where the horizon is. What do they have to do? They have to depend on the instruments in that plane to give them the information so that they can fly that plane correctly, okay? This is the same way. This is what we need. We need to yield to the Holy Spirit. We need the Word of God in our lives. We need to pause and say, okay, I feel like things are upside down. Maybe they are. God's saying, turn it right. Just pause and let, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Uh, another very similar illustration is if you're in the woods. How many of you are lost in the woods? Your intuition might say, oh, yeah, that's north. North is that way. But if you get a compass out, and it, it might say north is that way. It doesn't feel like north is that way. It feels like north is this way. But how many know you need to trust the compass that you're looking at because that's actually going to lead you in the right direction? Many times our soul, because it just doesn't always have the right orientation. But how many know the Holy Spirit always has the right orientation? And that part of you that's connected with God always has the right orientation. So we have to just pause and let the Holy Spirit calibrate us. Amen? Remember this from two weeks ago. Your spirit is new. Your soul is being renewed, okay? So the soul is in process. How do we do this? Let me just give you one key today that will set you off on the right foot going into the new year. We need the Word of God in our lives. We need the Bible. Listen, there is a spiritual famine happening in our life, and we don't want to be people who are spiritually deprived and don't understand and don't know the Word of God. We can't afford not to know this book. You can't afford to be a Christian. This is your, your roadmap to success if you're a Christian. If you're a Christian, you've received the gift of you know salvation, awesome, good for you. But listen, do you want to be victorious? Get into this book and find out how to be victorious. Why? Because you're going to find out who you are in Christ Jesus. It says in the book of James, it gives this illustration that reading the word of God is like looking into a mirror. It's like, you want to know who you are? You know, look into the mirror. And this will tell you who you are. Because this will tell you about Jesus. If you're in Jesus, this will tell you about Jesus. And that will tell you who you are. So we can't afford not to be in this word. Listen, uh, we're coming up on here. Try to get into this book almost every day if you can. Um, you can't afford not to know it. You cannot and will not sustain a renewed mind um, apart from knowledge of the scriptures and being in the word of God. Listen, yes, this was written thousands of years ago, but I read something the other day and it spoke to a situation. I knew God was speaking to me of a situation I'm going through right now through something I read the other day. And he will speak to you every day through this, okay? Your best year is being conformed to the image of his son, but you can't be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus, without the word of God in our lives. We need our mirror so that we can see who we are. All right. I want to end with this. I want to give you 10 ways to know that our mind is being renewed. This will be kind of a thought-provoking exercise. So, and this will kind of help you gauge how much your mind is being and, or is renewed. 
And so let me just cover 10 ways to know that our mind is being renewed. Number one, you live in hope. Do you live in hope? Do you have a constant state of hope? If you do, that is a good indication that your mind is being renewed. What is hope? Hope is an expectation of a good outcome. Okay? Do you live with a uh, hopeful, um, an expectation of a good outcome in your life? Any thought in your mind that doesn't inspire hope is rooted in a lie. We should always have hope. Um, when something goes wrong, a renewed mind says, a renewed mind thinks this, oh, that's going to work out. God's got this. All things work together for good to those who love him, called according to his purpose. So even if it's not intuitively the right outcome for you, we can know that all things are working out for good because we love the Lord. So number one, you live in hope. Number two, uh, how do you know if your mind's being renewed? Number two, the impossible looks logical. I want to lead a church full of people who think that impossible situations look logical. Like it looks like that they can, um, they can be changed through supernatural means. I want to I lead a church of people who believe in the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. You see, uh, do you see the world through this lens? Do you see a world that can and should be changed through supernatural means? The laying on of hands, the impartation of the gifts, okay? <clears throat> when the impossible looks logical, your mind is likely being renewed. Number three, um, you know if your mind is being renewed if your speculations are positive, okay? It's not wrong to have speculations, but are they positive speculations? In other words, are you worrying all the time or do you have positive speculations about your future? Second uh, Corinthians 10.5 says this, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing uh, raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus. Again, what is this? This is taking our soul, putting our soul in the passenger seat. We're not going to let any old thought run around in our mind and, and, and run our lives. We're going to put our soul in the passenger seat. We're going to take thought. If they're not, if those thoughts are contrary to the will of God in our lives and are against us, we're going to take those thoughts captive and we're not going to let them run wild. Okay. So what are we going to do? We're going to check with God. God, what do you say about this situation? I'm going through this. What do you say? Um, what's going to happen? Uh, speak to me, Lord. All right. That's number three. Number four, how to know if your mind's being renewed. You are quick to forgive and freely, uh, freely give others mercy. Let me say that again. You are quick to forgive and freely give others mercy. I think at the core of being able to forgive and offer mercy to others is that you trust God. You trust God with the results. Someone offended you, you want justice, you want to make it right. Um, I, think, I think it's just trusting God. It's like, God, I don't have to manage this situation because I know you got it. I give it to you. That's, that's forgiving people. And listen, freely we have received mercy. Freely we have received grace. Therefore, we can freely give grace. Amen. Number five, how to know if your mind's being renewed. You are a thankful person. Are you a thankful person? Are you grateful for what you have? Are you grateful for God's blessings in your life? If you don't have an attitude of thankfulness, I can assure you, your mind is not being renewed. Amen. Um, complainers, how many know that complainers are not fun to be around? No one wants to be around complainers. In fact, if you, if you just like think about um, complainers, like it's unattractive. 
Like, if you want to be an attractive person, one thing you can do to be an attractive person is to be a grateful person, to be a thankful person. Someone wants to be around that kind of, uh, that kind of person. If you're single and you're looking to um, date someone, be a thankful person because people want to be around thankful people. Um, complainers aren't fun to be around. They're a drag to be around. So be thankful for what you have and the blessings. I, I assure you there's a lot of things in your life to be grateful for. All right, uh, number six, how to know if your mind is being renewed. You think more about future opportunities than past mistakes. Here's the deal. We all have past mistakes. We all have things in our past we did that we wish we hadn't, things that we didn't do that we wish we had, and people who offended us, right? Um, but do you live with an anticipation of what God is going to do, or are you stuck on your past failures? If you think more about your past failures or the sins committed against you than you do about the future, your mind isn't being renewed, and God wants to help you with that. He wants to set you free. Are you starting to get it? Are you starting to get the picture of what a renewed mind looks like? Number seven, your default mode is to believe the best about others. Okay. In other words, we give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying be... Um, naive, you know, we can get insight from the Holy Spirit to, you know, not trust certain people. But I'm saying our default mode, that when we echo in the morning, we're not um, believing the worst about everyone around us. Our default mode is to trust the best about people, believe the best about people, give them the benefit of the doubt, and not assume that you know someone's motives. Amen. All right, number eight, how to know if your mind is being renewed. You think more about how you can be a blessing then receive. Do you wake up and you think about how you can bless people around you, bless the world around you? Or do you think more about how you can get something from other people? It says this in Acts 20, 35. This is the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul is quoting uh, something Jesus said, although we, we don't find this statement that Jesus said in the Gospels, but we know he said it because Paul said that he said it. So here it is. Acts 20, 35 says this, In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Hey, listen, if you want to be blessed, Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. So we want to live lives where we're blessing other people. Okay, that's number eight. Number nine, how to know if your mind is being renewed. You think more about building others up than hiding your insecurities. You think more about building others up than proving to people that you're something, right? Um, what does that mean? That means you're not self-focused. When you walk into a room, are you thinking about, oh, how do, I, how do I come off to these people? Am I trying to prove to them that I'm somebody? Or am I actually more concerned about the people in the room and I wanna actually hear them and build them up, okay? That means you're not self-focused. Okay, if your mind isn't being renewed, if you're always focused on yourself, if you're always focused on your insecurities and your failures, you're missing an opportunity to build others up. And that's actually what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given for. You know, primarily, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given to build others up and not so much to build ourselves up. There are some that build ourselves up, but most of them are to build others up. And your gifts are to build me up and, the, and people around you up. So... Um, we want to be people that build others up. I was leaving a friend's house the other day, and uh, 
on their, on their door. They had a sticky note on their door as they leave their house. And this is what the sticky note said on their door. It says this, be somebody that makes everybody feel like somebody. Be somebody that makes everybody feel like somebody, okay? That's a person who intentionally wants to go out into the world and build others up. That's not a person that wants to go around and is self-conscious thinking about themselves all the time and hiding their insecurities and trying to, you know, build themselves up so other people will accept them, okay? When you're more focused on helping others than helping yourself, you're thinking like Jesus, amen? I don't know if you know this or if you thought about this, but Jesus was very secure. He was very secure in who he was. This is why when the devil tempted him, he didn't get all off kilter. He knew who he was. And you could know who you are in Christ Jesus through relationship with him. But you can know that your mind's being renewed if you build others up. All right, last one, number 10. How to know if your mind is being renewed. Number 10, you think Pastor Kurt's dad jokes are funny. All right, it's just a fact. I don't make the rules. I'm just the mailman here. So, you know, going into this new year, you know, if you think my jokes are funny, that's because, you know, God's doing a work of grace in your life. Amen. Okay. I'll conclude with this. Your best year is ahead if, if your spirit man is in the driver's seat, right? We want to put our soul in the passenger seat. We want to um, subject our thoughts to the spirit. Uh, amen. Your best years ahead if your spirit man is in the driver's seat, if you're yielding to the Holy Spirit, if your mind is being renewed in Christ Jesus, if your needs, the needs of your soul, are being met through spiritual means. I don't know what's coming down the pike in 2024, but I know that you will face it with courage, strength, anointing, hope, and power if your spirit is in the driver's seat, your soul in the passenger seat, and your body in the back seat. We're not ignoring those needs, but we're putting the spirit first. Amen, amen, amen. I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna close. I, as I was preparing this message, I really felt like there was at least one person and um, God wanted to deliver you from insecurity. You are um, riddled with insecurity around people and you're always thinking about, am I good enough? Am I impressing them? Um, listen, God literally wants to set you free and deliver you from a spirit of insecurity. He wants you to be like his son, Jesus, and Jesus was very secure into who he was. So I'm just going to pray that today. And yeah, so Father, we love you. I thank you for every person out there watching today. We thank you for City Lights Church. God, I pray that they're resting and relaxing and getting ready to come into this new year um, full speed ahead, Lord. And I just pray for anyone that needs insecurity broken off of them in Jesus' name. We just break that. God, I pray that they would be so secure in who they are in God, in Christ Jesus. And yeah, that thing would just be broken off of their life in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Amen, amen, amen. All right. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. We will see you next Sunday back in person. Have a great day.